Hey everybody! Yeah! It's the Danger Hour. How are you doing? I don't really mean that because you can't answer me. So I'm just gonna assume everyone is doing just swell. James, no one uses the word swell anymore. Well, that's why I want to use it. To keep it going. I think it's a good word. James, that sounds very hipster of you. Ugh. You two with the hipster? Why is everybody on the fucking hipster bandwagon? Everything's hipster! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Everything is hipster. I really don't even know what hipster means. I still do not know what it means. But it won't stop anyone from throwing that word out. You know why? Because it's cool to use that word. Oh, I'm tired of it. Oh. I heard that, uh... One definition is that you like a band before they're well-known. And then once people know about them, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Nah. <laughs> now I don't like them anymore. Well, that's how I feel about certain bands. It's true. I bought... <clears throat> I bought the 30 Seconds to Mars CD way before anyone was talking about them. I just went in the store and happened to see it. I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? And then I looked in the back and it talked about Jared Leto. I'm like, what? This guy's in a band? I bought it and I was like, this is, this is pretty cool. And then, wouldn't you believe? <laughs> a little bit later, well, months and months later, the song's coming on the radio. What if I wanted to fight? Beg for the rest of my life. <laughs> what would you do? Do, do. You say you... Uh, you get the point. <laughs> After I heard it on the radio, I'm like, ah, oh, goddammit. It's not that cool anymore because now it's going to be fucking played out and ruined. All right? If that's hipster, then I... Well, I guess you can call me a hipster because I was disappointed. You know, you if you find some, like, cool movie or cool band and no one really knows about it, it's not mainstream... It's like, uh, it's something magical. Like, you know a secret no one else does. It's like you're at the office and someone goes, Hey, hey, did you hear that Mark fucked Tiffany in, in, in the fax machine room? <laughs> and then Mark and Tiffany, you know, their, their little fling is not so exciting anymore. Because everybody knows about it now. Before, it was a little, Hey, meet me in the fax room. We can fuck. You know? And then it was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now it's ruined. It's the same thing, really, if you think about it. So, yeah, you guys are just blowing the whole uh, secret sex fling. That's what it is. I guess that means you're a hipster. Oh! James, can I bring something up to just change this topic? No. Not yet. I'm not finished. There's one thing I want to relate to this. Oh, James. The listeners don't want to hear you angry. I'm always angry. They wouldn't listen if they wanted happy times. Okay? Save that for the fancy. Okay, James. Thank you. I got one more thing when it comes to hipster where it's like, you know, it's somewhat related. I, I recently discovered... Okay. First, let me say, I got this tattoo. I got it years ago. All right? The idea... Uh, well, it's my arm. I got a whole bunch of fucking uh, silhouettes of... of flying crows all right i've always liked crows always had a thing about them 
you know, they're they're very mystical. You know, there's a lot of folklore surrounding them. I like that shit. So I knew I wanted to incorporate them into a tattoo. But the question was, what do I do? I thought it'd be nice to have like a, you know, a group of them is called a murder. <laughs> there's a murder scene in my arm. I thought it'd be cool to have a murder of crows flying across my arm, you know, and just uh, seeing that black silhouette against uh, the skin, you know, very contrasty. You know, it would pop. It looks it looks wonderful from an aesthetic point of view. <laughs> but there's meaning. They're not just a, you know, a murder of crows flying on my arm for no reason. No, no, not at all. Each one represents a, a family member or friend, very close friend who's played a vital part of my life. Oh my God, I'm so deep, thoughtful, and artsy-fartsy. Look at me. <laughs> anyway, nobody had anything like that. So I'm like, yeah, this is pretty unique. This is fucking cool. But now everybody has this kind of fucking thing, okay? I even saw it the other day on Venice Beach. I saw it on the, uh, the samples of henna you can get. I was like, oh no. <laughs> It's ruined. It's ruined. And I'm going to say that I did it first. I'm going to take credit for it. And I I get complimented on it all the time. Now, to be honest, it's kind of gay. Because everyone's getting them now. Everyone's getting blackbirds on their arms. Everybody. And now they're going to look at me and it's going to be like, Oh, you got one of those too, huh? But it's like, no, dickhead. I got it a long time ago. Before it was cool. <laughs> like the first dude that ever got a, a tribal design. I bet he's regretting that now. It's like, fuck. Fuck it. Everybody in the goddamn mall has got a tribal design now. I used to be cool. Now I'm just a douchebag. I guess the guys that first had tribal designs were probably the tribal guys back are down there in the Pacific Island. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in a bitchy mood. James, that's why I wanted to bring up the other topic. All right. Oh, real quick to add to that. Oh, my God, Chance. <laughs> I've always thought about, like, if you get a tattoo of, uh, like, a, a famous uh, band or some kind of cool actor. Let's say, let's see, who's a cool actor of our time? Like, uh, oh, like Clint Eastwood, right? Let's say you get a Clint Eastwood tattoo. Do you know who it was? It was a Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. No, Clint Eastwood. You know, a movie that's from, I'll give you 10 bucks. Not really. Uh, so let's say you get a Clint Eastwood tattoo and you're rocking it, right? You're like, fuck yeah, this is a badass tattoo. Look at that, Clint Eastwood, all shit, squinty, squinty eyed Clint. And then, wouldn't you believe? <laughs> then it comes out that the dude is a big time pedophile, has been for years. All of a sudden, you're not so cool now, are you? <laughs> right? Or what about if you have a band tattoo? For example, oh, this is a great one. The band, uh, shit, what the hell's the band? I reported about this on the show a couple months back. Lost Profits, right? Lost Profits was a band back in, I don't know when, I saw them play live. They were fucking cool. Um, anyway. The guy turns out to be, like, he raped a baby or something. Now he's in jail. So, what if you have a Lost Profits tattoo? <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yeah. I guess maybe the point of the story is don't get a tattoo. Then you'll never have the risk of being a douchebag <laughs> by Tattoo Association. James, can I please change topics now? All right. 
I'm tired of this. Well, it's not your show, goddammit. You don't run things here. But James, I like to feel like I have a little bit of sway. All right. I guess so. Uh, what do you got? Guess what holiday's coming up, James? I swear to God, if you say Flag Day one more fucking time. No, James, Flag Day just passed. <laughs> Did it? Yes, James. You know what? I'm going to look up Flag Day and get to the bottom of this, because I really don't know what it's about and why you're always so excited about it. I don't think anyone even cares about Flag Day, but hold on. Clicky, clicky, typey, typey. What? It turns out this Flag Day is only for the U.S. I thought it was a whole worldly thing. In the United States, Flag Day is celebrated on June 14th. It commemorates the adoption of the flag of the United States, which happened on that day in 1777 by a resolution of the Second Continental Congress. <laughs> Who knew? I thought it was, <laughs> in my warped brain, it was that uh, everyone takes pride in their flag of their own nation. <laughs> that's much. That's a better holiday, holiday if you think about it. Because it'd be like you're walking around in the streets, you'd be like, hey man, I see that you're wearing a flag on your shirt, because you know, today is flag day. But you know, I don't recognize that flag. Which one, what, what flag is it? It's a Nazi flag. Oh, okay, never mind. Carry on. I'm still waiting for you to guess what holiday is coming up, James. Oh, Christ. All right. It's obvious what's coming up. Being that today is July 1st, obviously the holiday you are referring to is the 4th of July. <sighs> James, it's actually called Independence Day. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Do you know why we celebrate Fourth of July. Independence Day, James. I call it Fourth of July, all right? I call it the Fourth, and I call it Fourth of July. Nobody calls it Independence Day. Anyway, so, do you even know why we celebrate Independence Day? Do you? Of course, James. I mean, everyone knows. That's the day we won our freedom from the aliens. <laughs> no, that's not right. Yes, it is, James. I saw a very popular documentary that displayed the events that transpired that day. No, that was just a movie. Okay. But no, it was, it, was, it was a documentary, James. It, Will Smith was the main character. Yeah, Will Smith was in the movie. He's an actor. It was a movie. A Hollywood movie. It, it's not real. But I, I thought that's why we, we celebrated Independence Day, James. The movie was called Independence I know the movie's called Independence Day. That's not why, though. Take another guess, will you? Okay, well, um, I'm going to guess that we celebrate Independence Day because we won our freedom from the Indians. <laughs> Dot or feather? Uh, the feather one, James. Isn't that when we slaughtered them all because they were doing bad things? No. That's not what happened. That's a whole other story. Whole different time. Okay? We were wrong. They didn't do anything. And to repay them, uh, the country gave them some casinos and a, a tiny, teeny, tiny bits of land that they can stay on. Only them. Okay? We just, we, we pushed them away so they could be their own little area. And away from us. <laughs> Guess again. Um, oh, okay. It was the time that we beat the Mexicans? No. No. We only beat the Mexicans during World Cup soccer riots and routine traffic stops. Okay? You got to think, you gotta think a, a grander scale. All right? Um, Canadians, James? No, no, no. Not the Canadians. Not the Mexicans. It was, in fact, the time we kicked British ass!
That's right. One if by land, two if by sea. The Redcoats are coming! The Redcoats are coming! The Minutemen. Any of this ring a bell to you? Oh yeah, James, I know all about Minutemen. Those are guys with premature ejaculation problems, right? Wait a minute. Why do you know about that? I just, I heard, I've heard things, I've heard things, James. Okay. All right. I'm sure you've done more than hear things. James, what are you implying? Nothing. No, seriously, the Minutemen, the dudes that were uh, always ready to go, okay? You, they get the word, they grab their shit, and they run out the door, and they start killing people. That's the way it went. Oh, James, that's like a Quentin Tarantino movie or something? No, no, no. This really happened, okay? If the history books are correct, this was a real thing. And I believe all history books. Because the United States would not lie to us, goddammit. Anyway, the U.S. is like, you know, one of the cool rebels, right? It's like, you know what, uh, we're like an abusive family. And it's like, you know what, man? Fuck this. I'm out of here. I don't like the way you're running things here. I don't like your methods and the way you think. I'm going to take this party elsewhere. So, you know, we took off. We got in our little fancy ships and set sail. And uh, over there in, in Europe, they're like, ah, ah, I don't think so. You're not just going to turn your back on me after all we've done for you. I don't fucking think so. We're going to come after you. All right, and we're going to give you a goddamn fight. And, and, and you're not going to skip out on paying us money. So that's what it comes down to. And they came after us, and you know what? We fought back, goddammit, and we won. And then it was like the whole bully scenario. Once you fight back and you say, no, 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 I'm not going to stand for your shit. And then you win, you, you kick the, the bully's ass, then he respects you, and he keeps his distance. And then, you know, years later, you become best friends. <laughs> And that's what it means. It's basically what Independence Day means, in a nutshell. Well, James, you sure do paint a vivid picture. <laughs> that's right. Let me read something to you. Uh, something about the Declaration of Independence is associated with Independence Day, I would imagine. Let me read something. Uh, I guess after it was written, John Adams wrote a, a letter to his wife, Abigail. I might have already read this before on another show, but... Alas, I will read it once more. Let me just quickly point out that he was off by two days. But he was pretty fucking right on about the rest of it. So, check this out. Here we go. This is what he wrote to his wife. The second day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the Great Anniversary Festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations, from one end of this continent to the other, from this time forward, forevermore. <laughs> that was it. He didn't end the fucking letter with, I love you, baby. I'll see you soon. That was it. The end. <laughs> give the kids a kiss for me give my slave women a kiss for me and my slave babies that's right <laughs> so there you go that's the story of America ka, ka, ka. I think you missed a lot of stuff James well that was you know cliff notes so this 4th of July Independence Day James this 4th of July Independence Day 4th of July Independence Day. Independence Day. Fourth of July. Aha! Uh -huh. God damn you, James. <laughs> this Fourth of July. 
please celebrate with your family and have a good time. But beware, because this holiday holds a deadly curse. That's bad. But it comes with a free frogger. That's good. The frogger is also cursed. That's bad. But it comes with your choice of toppings. That's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate. Uh, That's bad. Can I go now? I'm sorry. That was a... <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what that was. Hopefully you know what that is. But it's an American classic and that's the only hint I'll give you. All right. Here are some statistics. And we all like statistics, don't we, my fruity little friend? James, what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing. Just maybe you like fruit. I do, James. I like bananas. <laughs> I would have guessed the same. Why do you say that, James? I like bananas too, that's all. Oh, I know. <laughs> what are you implying? You know, James. You know. Okay, let's move on. Here's some statistics about 4th of July harm. Okay? This is from the United States government. So you know it's official because it says .gov at the end. Uh, fireworks. They are synonymous with our celebration of Independence Day. Yet, the thrill of fireworks can also bring pain and even death. In 2011, blah, 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 conducted a study of fireworks injuries from June to July. Here's what we learned. 200 people on average go to the ER every day with firework-related injuries. But wait. There's more. Uh, let's see. 65% of these fireworks injuries in 2011 occurred during the month surrounding July. Well, duh. Oh, wait a minute. 65% the month surrounding July. So other firework injuries? Whatever. <laughs> this is the sound of an idiot trying to make sense of data. All right. Illegal and homemade fireworks were involved in all four fireworks-related deaths Reported, uh, reported, only four deaths in that year, huh? Well, look at that. Next up, most injured body parts, 46%. What do you think it is? Um, I'm going to say the toes, James. No, why would you think the toes? I don't know, James, maybe because people don't wear shoes because it's hot. No, you're wrong. 46% hands and fingers. Oh, that makes sense, James, because people are holding the fireworks when they're lighting them. Yeah. Well, James, some people don't have hands, and they hold stuff with their feet. Okay, you're just being retarded now. Okay? That's offensive, James. Whatever. 17% in the eyes. Another 17% heads, faces, and ears. 5% to the trunk. James, we don't have trunks. That's the elephant, silly. I think it means your torso. Dummy. Uh, 4% to your arms. 11% to your legs. More than half the injuries were burns. Mm. Here are the types of fireworks that cause injuries. 17% sparklers. Oh, James, I love sparklers. I know. I'm sure you do. I can just picture you standing there like an idiot, holding sparklers and all happy and shit. With some dumb look on your face. I can see it now. James, why are you so hateful? Because I don't like you. You understand that? James, why? Do you like me to leave? I never wanted you to show up in the first place. Then I'll stay. Of course you will. You're not going anywhere. 14% reload, reloadable shells. I don't know what that means. Reloadable shells. 
whatever. I'm sure you know. 13% firecrackers, mm-hmm. M80s and whatnot. Six per- uh, sorry, 7% Roman candles. Those are fun. And that was my Roman candle impression. That was very good, Jim. I felt like I was surrounded by someone with a Roman candle. Okay, stop kissing my ass. 6% novelties, 2% multiple tubes. Don't know what that is either. 1% fountains. Those are fucking boring, if you ask me. James, once again, you just, you paint this audio portrait for us. It's like we're actually... Okay, enough. I can tell you're being ironic, but I do appreciate that. Thank you. 3% public display. I don't know what that is either. And 29% unspecified. <laughs> what does that mean? What are they not? They're in the ER. How did this happen, sir? I was playing with fireworks. What type of fireworks were you playing with, sir? Uh, unspecified. I'm going to mark that down <laughs> in case there's a, there, <laughs> a survey later. I can inform them. All right. Injuries by age, 40%. What do you think the age bracket is? I'm going to say 40% happened to toddlers, James. Oh, fuck. Okay. I'm done asking you questions. You really think toddlers are the ones obtaining the most fireworks and, and injuring themselves? It's possible, James. There is an island I know about that's only toddlers. There is no such place. Yes, it is, James. What's it called? It's called Toddler Island. Oh, go fuck yourself. I'm done with you. <laughs> 40% 25 to 44. All right, 14% 45 to 60. Is this even interesting at all? Do people even like statistics? All right. 1% is 65 and older. 7%. Well, look at this. You are somewhat right. 7% 0 to 4 years old. More than 65 plus. Hmm. I'm going to partially apologize to you. Apology accepted, James. Thank you. 68% are male injured and 32% are women. Wow. By my math skills, 68 plus 32 is 100%. Hmm. It's funny that trannies do not have any say in this uh, chart here when it comes to injuring themselves. So I guess trannies are the way to go for 4th of July so you don't get injured. If you're a tranny, you can breathe easy. You'll be all right. You'll be just fine. <laughs> Sorry. Let's move on. Uh, so, okay, I got something to add to this. From personal experience. So, this is no joke, folks. These injuries do happen. Okay? For example, there was this dude in my neighborhood growing up. I grew up in a somewhat bad neighborhood. Bad the generation before me. Somewhat watered down when I came of age. But still not desirable. Desirable. Nonetheless. There was this dude, he was an older, older fella. He'd walk up and down the street. He would frequent the local liquor store and come back with paper bags of something. I don't know what, but I'm going to guess it was something alcoholic related. And he only had one hand. Okay. Now, one day I asked some neighborhood kid, Hey, what happened to that guy? He got his hand blown off with a firework when he was young. It's like, whoa. Actually, it wasn't a firework. It was a firecracker. Right? The dude was holding an M80. He uh, lit the fuse. I guess it was a short fuse. Oh! Oh my god, James! Why do you do that? For dramatic effect. Keep you on your toes. To illustrate that this is no joke. Something can happen at any time 
without you knowing. It's dangerous, boys and girls. And I should know. Because danger is my middle name. Literally. Not literally, James. Yeah, I know. Figuratively. But literally. So uh, watch it. Okay? You don't want your hand blown off. But I guess if you're going to risk that, you're going to hold M80s anyhow. Hold it in your less dominant hand. How about that? Undominant hand? I don't know. I don't know what the correct terminology is for that. Hold it with, if you're right-handed, hold it, hold it with your left hand. In case your hand gets blown off, you can still wipe your ass properly, okay? You don't want to learn a whole new wiping technique. It's, it's really fucking hard. Okay. Now I think we can move on. Oh, no, we can't. I'm still on this. <laughs> I got a few more points. Super Dick! 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 Has invited me the last couple years, me and my family, to his mother's house uh, locally. It's uh, like a mile and a half from my house. And we've gone, and I got to tell you something. This dude, I love Super Dick, by the way, but his family is so nice, so inviting. They got a beautiful spread. They always say the same thing. Don't bring anything. Okay, we're demanding it. Do not bring anything. We got all the food. We got, you know, they're not heavy drinkers, but we got stuff here. You want to bring some beer, you can, but uh, it's not necessary. We go, and throughout all my years, I've never seen a fireworks show like him and his neighbors put on. Okay? Him and his family and his neighbors. His neighbors go all out, dude. They have, you know when you go to like the parks or the schools and you watch those uh those huge uh like professional displays that's what they do in front of their house all right they've got them all all the illegal ones you can think of and they're shooting them in the sky and they're right there front row it's amazing and super dick so generously invites us to uh, be a part of those that great celebration with him and his family but this year we're not going to make it and i'm a little sad by that because uh, my parents are putting together a little thing of their own, even though they're not going to do any fireworks because uh, from their backyard, there's a view of this mountain and they put on this huge show. So, uh, you know, it'll be cool. But they mostly want to do it because they got this new like bar barbecue thing installed this week. That's why we got the dogs. I'm babysitting, dog sitting. You get that thing installed. So it's like kicking it off. So changing it up this year, fellas. Should be fun. My point is, I'm staying safe this year. I'm sleep. I'm staying the night at my parents' house, me and my wife and kids. And you know they got a new bar. They're not heavy drinkers, but there's gonna be booze. We're gonna be drinking. Now, if you listen to the show, you know that I quit drinking for a good five months, a little while back, and then <laughs> jumped back in the team. I'm on the team again, but. I'm a complete gentleman about it now, all right? I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. At times before, I would sometimes get out of hand, get in party mode. But alas, it is no more. I'm a, I'm a gentleman now. I've grown up. I'm 30 now, goddammit. You know, it had to happen sooner or later. <laughs> My point is, I'm staying safe this year. I'm not chancing it. And I, I suggest you do the same thing. Because there's been some uh, crazy events lately that I've heard about, and you don't want any part of it, okay? You don't want to be the one that caused some kind of accident because you've been drinking. You don't want to get popped. Now, I know this show went from fucking, uh, you know, silliness to, why is it so serious now? 
this isn't fucking funny. I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, I, I think I got to use this platform for good once in a while instead of only for evil. <laughs> Even though I'm going to contest that, uh, it's still always for good because I'm trying to, uh, you know, entertain you. Oh, James, you're so sweet. All right, shut up. But uh, honestly, it's not worth it. I recently heard some stories uh, from other people that I know. Whew. You don't you don't want any of that any of those tro- uh, troubles or problems. And uh, you know there was a seminar someone had to go to, and they had to listen to a bunch of testimonies from people that lost their whole fucking family from a drunk driver. The dude's in jail for life. You just you don't want to be that dude. You don't want to be that. Okay. You don't want that. So be smart about it. You can stay dangerous, but do it responsibly. All right? Just stay home or like me at your family's house or your friend's house or whatever. Oh, man. Horrible shit. I'm just going to say it one more time. Be smart. All right. Stay home because you know the fucking pigs are out there for the holidays. They're out there waiting, ready to pounce. They're not happy that they're out there working. They'd rather be out fucking around too. You know them. They party more than anybody. So uh, they, they're already angry. They're gonna they're gonna bust you. So, oh, they won't catch me, man. <laughs> it's not gonna happen to me. I'm a great drunk driver. All right, all right. You live by the sword. You die by the sword, brother. You'll get yours someday. It'll catch up with you. Mark my words. All right. Let me tell you some more horror stories, guys. <laughs> not rela- not related to that, but it could be. I talked about the hospital last week that I worked at. Now, I thought it would be nice to revisit some old stories from the hospital. I told these stories about 150 episodes ago. (laughs) I'm sure most of you have not been listening that long. And I'm also sure that the ones that have been don't remember those stories. So I can recycle these stories. Isn't that wonderful? It's like it's all brand new again. So I worked at the hospital, Loma Linda University Medical Center. I forgot to mention last week. I was the backbone of the hospital. I would transport everything you can think of. I forgot to mention that I used to transport even bodies. That's right. Dead bodies. I would take them from the upstairs, from the 8th, ninth floor, down to the morgue. Oh, fun times. <laughs> the morgue was uh, this refrigerator you walk into. It had a big steel door with, a little, with a, you know, that big metal handle you pop open. And you walk in. And there's uh, about six carts with wheels, and there's bodies laying there in in the bags, and then there's shelves on the wall, metal shelves, metal or metal trays, and they're all like on these shelves. So they, there's probably uh, I'm gonna say 15 of those metal trays. They weren't always full. They had like this uh, sort of like a forklift type thing to take them down if you wanted to. So yeah, dude, I would take the people in there. That was a weird, that was a weird times, but let me share with you a few stories that uh, I experienced. First, I I would see, you can imagine working in a hospital. I was all over the place. I was going through the whole thing. I had access to every, everything in the hospital. Rare. I was one of the rare ones. I could go anywhere I wanted because I had clearance. (laughs) But uh, dude, I've seen, I've seen a guy with no jaw. They were wheeling him through the fucking into the elevator. He had no jaw. The bottom jaw was gone. Ooh. That one stuck with me. Uh, one time going to the morgue with a body. I walked in on an autopsy in the room next to the morgue. And the dude was, uh, oh boy. 
He cut this woman's head. She was just laying there all butt naked, you know. He cut her head open where her hairline was. And then he starts pulling the the scalp back and like cutting off the little membrane shit layer, whatever's down there. Starts pulling her hair back and pushing her face and her face is all contorting as he's like separating the skin. Oh, it was creepy. Creepy. All right, her face is all getting scrunched up. <laughs> oh, man. And then once he has like the uh, the top of the head pulled back and he has the face pulled down, clamps it up, then he gets the bone saw. But at that point, I had to leave. I wanted to watch the whole thing, but I was with another dude and we had a, a pickup to make. And we, you know, we fucked off long enough watching the horror show. <laughs> Anyhow, but let me tell you about really two incidents that uh, I'll never forget. One of them, uh, like I said before, the the area I worked in, you ha- it was located in the OR. I was walking to the OR one day and I seen a crowd of people around this one room. I never saw that before. People were always walking back and forth, doing shit, you know, busy. And the rooms were, you could usually look into the rooms and see what they were doing. But uh, this time the door was open. There was just like a shitload of people. I'm telling you, like 20 people crowded around. So, of course, naturally, I stopped. I'm like, what's going on? What's, what's in this? What's in this room over here? Let's see what's going on. So I walk in there and there's a dude on the table. There's blood spilling it down his body, down, uh, you know, on the table, down to the floor. And there's his doctors, blood all over their hands. One of them has his hands in the guy's chest and he's manually pumping the dude's heart, trying to get him back to life. And it's like, holy shit, you only see this on movies and TV shows. And the guy's going at it and everyone's dead silent. Nobody's moving. Everybody's just staring. After the guy went on it for a while, he just stops. You know, takes his gloves off, looks at his watch, calls it. The creepy thing that I'll never forget is that the dude was still on the breathing machine. So his chest was all popped open. You know, he was done, but his lungs were so inflating and deflating with, along with the machine. It was fucking wild. So it's like, beep, and the whole time. Time of death. It's like, whoa. That is fucking gnarly. Crazy. So he died. And the other story I got, probably the worst experience I had working in the hospital uh, one day I got a call, you know, we worked out the phones. That's how we got our jobs. So I, I log in with my, with my code and it tells me, you know, I finished my one job. Now what's my next job? And it's like, there's recordings, you know, and, and the one you never wanted to hear was morgue patient. And it's like, Ugh. you get a shiver down your spine. And this one's like, you know, they have little recordings too. The nurses would make, and it's like, uh, come to the ER please for uh, a morgue patient. So then I go in there, go to the desk. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for the uh, patient at the morgue. Okay, come with me. And we walk into this room that wasn't one of the patient rooms. And so I'm like, what the fuck? And it was like, uh, like well, there's a fax machine and like printers and computers. I'm like, what the hell is this? So we walk in this room and there's a card, uh, yeah, cardboard box. And I was like, what? what the hell? And she gives me the box. I'm like, what? And she's like, it's a baby. I was like, oh, fuck. 
I didn't expect that one. That was, that was the only time that ever happened for me. So I grabbed the box, knowing there's a baby in there. Creepy, right? Now, I'm not pushing a cart like I normally am. I'm holding the fucking box. Okay? Normally, you're, you're wheeling the cart, and it's got this big fucking uh, vinyl cover over it, so you can't see anything. Not the case this time. I'm carrying the box with the baby inside, right? It gets worse. <laughs> How can it get worse, James? Oh, it does. So, it's not what you think. It's, it's, uh, it's like the baby didn't fall out of the box or something. I know that's what you went to, right? <laughs> That would have been fucking creepy, though. So she gives me the fucking paperwork, gives me the box. I'm making my way out of there. I exit the room. I take about three steps. She goes, oh, wait a second. I'm like, huh? She goes to get some paper she forgot to give me. I just happened to, like, turn my head into the left. And there's this woman sitting in one of the hospital beds in the ER. ER has curtains. They don't have rooms. They just have curtains separating all the, all the patients from each other. She's sitting in the bed. Okay. She's staring directly at me. And I just see her put her hands to her mouth. And her eyes start filling with tears. And then I realized, holy fuck. I'm holding her dead baby. And there was that surreal moment that we're just staring at each other and there's like nothing to say or nothing to fucking do oh that was a that was a long walk after that oh that was rough the point is don't be that mother and don't be the dude that put her there. Stay fucking safe this holiday. All right? All right, let me end the whole 4th of July thing after I bummed everybody out <laughs> with a little saying. I don't know where I heard it from, but I might even get it wrong. It, it goes something like, it takes one tree to make 10,000 matches. It only takes one match to burn down 10,000 trees. Whoa! He went deep, everybody. So deep, it touched the guts. There you go. All right. Uh, let's move on to something also very American. Being disgusted by homeless people. Oh, my God, James. Are you really? Do you really feel that way? No, I don't. You know, I'm just joking. Just for shock value. Uh, <laughs> there is something very disturbing, though, when it comes to the homeless. The, the, the fact of the matter is you'd never know which, which people really, truly need the help, which ones are, you know, because there's a bunch of them that are lying to you. They're not really homeless. They're not really in need. And that's what's sickening about it because you hear about these stories. You know, we've had stories on this show. I think Lito said this guy was like, hey, man, you know, I'm just, I'm dead broke. You know, I'm out of gas. You need to spare some money just to put gas in my tank so I get home. And then, like, the next week, he sees the guy doing the same shit to other people. I think at a different gas station. But it's like, come on, dude. So those those people out there. And you, know, you, hear, you hear about the other ones that, you know, they're asking for money. And it's like, that's this, this, what, this is their job. They, just, they go home <laughs> afterwards with all the money they've collected. All right, now, here's, an, here's another story that's no different. This is what... 
takes away my faith in humanity, and, it, and it's really sickening. Even though, at times, uh, you know, when I can, I will give people. Well, you know what? That's not always true. If I see a guy that has like brand new shoes or his clothes look nice, I, I tend not to give those people anything. You know? Oh, James, just you're just judging a book by its cover. You don't know his story. That's right. I don't. But, you know, the guys that are all fucked up looking and have shitty clothes and they look like a mess, like they haven't showered in weeks. All right, that's a different story. But, James, what if they just use it to booze it up? Uh-huh. Sometimes it's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Just the simple kind act of giving to a fellow human being is good enough at times. All right, go get loaded. <laughs> Whatever. But here's this, here's this woman. Listen to this one. It's a video. Saw it on the internet, internet the other day. Uh, there was this homeless-looking woman. She's wearing all these this grungy-ass clothes. But what makes her different is she's, like, horribly disabled, right? She's, she's like, hunched over. She's wearing these two, um, like, those things like the kid on Breaking Bad used to use. Those, like, crutch things that, that clamp onto the forearms. And uh, some... Basically, there's this uh, news reporter that's... They're, they're watching her. Right, and they they have hidden cameras. They go up to her and like, "What happened to you?" And she says something like, "Oh, I got into a car." I think she has an accent, like, "Oh, I got into a car accident. Uh, yeah, I uh, hurt very bad in my back and this and that." So she's she's limping around like crazy the whole time, and it says after watching her, uh, she's on Fifth Avenue, by the way, in New York, New York City. Fifth Avenue is known for being uh, full of Richie, Richie, uh, you know upscale people and all that shit. They say that she averaged about 50 donations per hour. Now, how much money do you think someone on Fifth Avenue is giving out? Five, ten bucks? You think one dollar? I don't know. Let's just say it's one dollar times 50, 50 bucks an hour. And that's going with the lowest estimate. It could be a lot more. It could be hundreds of dollars an hour. That's not bad. So they said she would do that for a good amount of time. Then she, you know, when it got dark, she'd get onto a bus. Now they followed her. The bus stops. She gets out and she hops into a minivan. They follow the minivan. It goes into a decent neighborhood, I guess. She gets out, totally changed, all young. <laughs> I mean, changed as in nice clothes. She walks out. She just walks totally fine. Just walks away, goes about her business. It's like, wow, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and they even corner her like, excuse me, you're walking totally fine. Why are you in the street begging for money? Oh, no comment. Get away from me. Whatever she says. It's like, Jesus, man, that's, that's low. I don't know. Do you, do you give the people money? Is that going to change your outlook on that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should just go with the whole, you know what? Uh, the whole, you know, pay it forward karma type deal. You're sending positive energy out here. Here's a fucking dollar or two. You might be lying to my face. Doesn't change my act. You know? Yeah, that's a good that's a good philosophy to go with. I'm going to go with that one. Unless they have brand new looking shoes. Then I'm not buying it. <laughs> anyway. James! Is that a new root beer I see? It is. Is it time for this week of root beer, James? It's time for this week in Root Beer. 
right, this week in root beer. Oh boy, this is a fancy one. Probably the most fancy and or hipster. Oh my god, James, there's that word again. <laughs> yeah, this probably is going to be hipster. If uh, I know the definition of hipster. It's called Bagley's and Bills. I got this at Sprouts. And it's actually, yes, that dude Ed Bagley Jr. You know him. He's, a, he's an old hippie actor guy. Hippie by like he's totally like maybe you think he's all vegan and, and uh, green and uses solar panels and only rides bicycles, that kind of shit. So I guess him and this dude make this uh, root beer. It says here, great tasting. Bone goat. It's a different language. I don't know which language it is. I'm going to say maybe it's French. Sugar-free root beer. Resinette. Resinette. I don't know. All natural. Soda pop. These assholes put soda pop on the label. You believe that? There's more. Oh, no, that's it. <laughs> oh, let me tell you this real quick. Ingredients. Listen to these ingredients, okay? Purified carbonated water. And then the next one is Sweeten FX, our proprietary blend of erythritol, steviolglycosides, and natural flavor. Lemon juice concentrate. Natural flavors and natural caramel color. That's all. And it has eight calories per bottle. That being said, it's all right. <laughs> For a fancy pants root beer with uh, limited, let me tell you this, for, for the limited calories, oh, and it's completely gluten and caffeine free. Ooh, totally fancy. For a fancy ass soda, I'm going to say it's not bad, but I wouldn't normally drink this, you know, it still doesn't beat A&W. I'm sorry to say it. Please, somebody give me a contender. A contender. Please. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. I'm sick and fucking tired of this. After all the rupers I've had, I'm telling you, my friend Bobbert does not agree with me, but in my findings throughout my travels, A&W still is the best tasting root beer. Sad to say. I'm, I'm going out there exploring, okay? And I'm coming back empty-handed. You know, it's like that old fucking story. You're going out searching for something that you had back at home. <laughs> So someone give me some pointers, all right? Give me something. And that's been This Week in Root Beer. God, James, you're always so depressed after the end of the segment. I know, because no one likes the segment, and I'm starting to hate it myself. Because there's no fucking hope out there. There's a few that's been good, but nothing compares to my beloved A&W. That's all I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to camping. Oh, my God, James, Manfest! No, not Manfest. Manfest was last month. This was sort of like Manfest uh, with my family. I took my family camping. Like I said, it's like Manfest, just not nearly as fun. <laughs> oh, man, I got to tell you, I, I tried to recapture the fun and excitement of camping. Turns out you can't do that with your family. It turns out it really is a man thing. All right? I, uh, I took my wife, my two kids, my children, my seven-year-old daughter, my four-year-old son, and my sister, Jenny, 19 years old, 
who has never been camping, not counting when she was four years old. She doesn't remember it, so technically she hasn't been camping. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take you with us. Big mistake. <laughs> First of all, once I was nearly up there, once the drive was nearly complete, I realized, oh my God, I'm in a car full of women. My son's only four years old. He doesn't count as a dude. He's like a little girl too because he whines. He's a little, he's a little boy. It's like I got four women with me. Ugh. You know, and it was, it was abundantly clear that, that that was true. Because I pretty much, no, not pretty much. I did. I set everything up, okay? No woman is helping you set anything up. All right, now I'm talking about the tent. I got to load. I got to take everything out of the trunk. Tent. All the blow-up mattresses, okay? Yeah, and I know I'm a fancy pants for having a blow-up mattress, but you know, I don't want my back to be all screwed up. I want to sleep comfortably. <laughs> set up the big tent, set up the blow-up mattresses, set up the sleeping bags, you know. <sighs> then I had to set up the ladder ball, which is not that fun to do. On top of it, I had to put the, pack it all up and put it away. Nobody helps me. My wife helped with some of the food items, but come on. That made it a lot less fun. <laughs> there was no other men to help with the manly setup and, and pack up of the, all the equipment. So, you know. You're just bitching, James. You should just be happy that you went camping with your family. You should just take on the role of the man and not whine about it. Because now you sound like a fifth girl, James. There was five girls on that trip. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'm just bitching. But let me tell you all about their bitching, okay? You think this was bad, my bitching about setting up. They whined about every goddamn thing. It's so dirty here. Oh, it's so hot. There's mosquitoes on me. There's flies in the bathroom. Ew, the bathroom smells gross. There's no more, uh, you know, no more hiking. I'm tired of it. I want to go back now. Are we almost there? <laughs> It's cold. It's too windy. Ugh. And then I wanted, uh, I wanted to sleep with the, without the tent cover on. I wanted to sleep underneath the stars, okay? But safe enough where I'm not going to get bit by bugs all night. Uh, I wanted it to be underneath the stars. So I'm like, you know what? Let's leave the top off. It's going to be too cold. I was like, you know, I've never done it before. Come on, let's just do it. It's nice and warm tonight. It's not cold. We'll be fine in our bags. It's too cold. I don't want to. Ugh. <laughs> and then I, I chopped some there was this uh there was these trees. There was this one big stump of a tree. And I and I brought my little uh hatchet and my, my four pound sledgehammer type deal, my little mini Thor hammer, and I and I'd smack the back of the little hatchet and tear chunks off the trunk to to use it for firewood. This thing was infested with these large, huge ants. Alright? And once I broke the wood, all the ants would go all over the place. And they were fucking big. I'm telling you, huge. Biggest ants I've ever seen. And, you know, I don't want to grab the wood. I might see an ant. It's like, dude, come on. Just just grab the, the tip of the wood. If you, if you just look at it the whole time, if you see an ant, then drop it. I don't want to. <laughs> so guess who had to carry all the wood back and forth? Uh. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, is that it? Yeah, there was more, but you know that's all I'm going to talk about. Oh, but there is some good news. 
you know what? Uh, before I get to the good news, I pretty much we're gonna go back in um, I think August. We're going back camping to a new spot. It's supposed to be a lot more woodsy, more trees in Arrowhead. So I'll let you know how that one goes. But man, I really, you know what? My wife even said that it was my sister's fault that she was the one being negative. And uh, it was rubbing off on my my daughter. She was, you know, trying to be like her. So she was bitching too. <laughs> Who knew bitching was contagious? Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, there was one little ray of sunshine. Nah, you know what? It was fun. I'm not going to totally shit on the whole thing. I'm just, you know, I'm exaggerating the whole negative aspect of it. But it was fun. I had a great time. We did a lot of fun stuff. You know, took my sister hiking. You know, she did bitch at the end, but it was fun. We did this. We did a, a Gandalfing. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I just took the whole Vadering aspect and just uh, went off that. So I, I, I posed as Gandalf with my stick thrusting into the ground, like you know, you shall not pass. And then the other, and then the girls, they act like uh, the force is pushing them back. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It looks great. And my little boy, my four-year-old, took the photo and he, and he took a few photos. I just said, keep pressing the button. Keep pressing the button nonstop on my phone. And uh, he got a good one. So that was fucking fun. There was a lot of fun stuff we did. But overall, you know, the girls and the kids just whined. <laughs> is it, uh, is that, does that go with the territory? Taking kids and, and, and a sister camping? Are you supposed to keep doing it to just beat that shit out of them? Or do you learn a lesson and say fuck it never again? Nah, I'm gonna say with the kids at least. I just gotta, I just gotta keep keep on it. I guess as the dad, I gotta make the sacrifices, right? Sacrifice all the hard work, money, and time and effort. Some of them are gonna be fucking flops because you gotta break them in. You know what? I think I've just grown. I think all I need to do is talk to myself, and I will get. I'll find my own answers. See, this is like a form of therapy. Thank you, everybody. Even though I did speak to Dr. Orion last week and he diagnosed me with being a high-functioning retard. It's sort of depressing, but, you know, we each got to have our place in this world. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the funny thing, the really funny thing that happened was we met, my sister met Snowflower. That's right, Snowflower, the manager camp lady, all right? So she comes, she, she drives by. I picked a new spot. We switched locations. So we, you know, she's coming to collect her money. And she comes up. Oh, hi. How are you? And I said, hey, how you doing? Oh, you're back. I was like, that's right. I'm back. And this time I brought my family. Oh, that's very good. And I said, would you like to meet them? Of course I'd like to meet them. So we go over. <laughs> and I've already told my sister all the stories about this woman on the drive up there. So she's just smiling the whole time. And uh, I told her all about the snowflowers and all that shit. And so she's talking to us and this is that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so, you know, I'm like, yeah, we switched spots. And she's like, oh, okay. And uh, because actually I had a cool spot, but little did I know that weekend was amateur radio fucking weekend or something. And there was like a handful of spots up there who the people set up these large, like 50 foot antennas. And I guess they did like CB radio type deals. And we go to our spot, which was a good one, man. Prime location. The guy comes up to me. He's like an English guy. He goes, oh, hello. I, I just like to inform you that this is the, the National CB auto, uh, uh, Amateur Radio. And I'm going to be right over here 
speaking throughout the night on the radio. So, you know, just in case that's something you're not interested in hearing, I just wanted to make it clear that, that that's my intentions. Like, <laughs> very polite about it. I should have offered my hundreds of hours of podcasting skills, but I, you know, I didn't. I just said, all right, you know, I'll, I'll scout some more locations. Thank you for being honest. And, uh, you know, we, we want to take in a different spot. So I told her all about that. She's like, okay, no problem. And uh, <laughs> she tells us, oh, I see that you have kids with you. So every weekend we show a movie over here in the amphitheater area. And tonight is a good movie for the kids to see. Do you ever heard of the kid movie Adventures? And I go, Adventures? Yeah, the kid movie. Uh, and I look at my wife. She goes, I've never heard of advent Adventures. Yeah, you know, Adventures. Adventures. A kid movie called Adventures. Yeah, very. Everybody knows this one. Yeah, everybody knows. Adventures. Adventures, Adventures, Adventures. <laughs> and I go, oh, the Avengers? That's the one. And we all start laughing. And my wife, she had to rub it in. My wife goes, Oh, because of your heavy accent, we couldn't understand you. <laughs> and I felt like saying, shut the fuck up. That's so rude. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, no, it's okay. I just, you know, I thought you were saying something differently. And she's like, no, no, adventures. <laughs> and so she's, you know, she keeps talking for a little bit longer. And she's like, okay, well, have a good time. I'll see you later. She's walking away. My sister looks at me. And she gives me this fucking, she gives me like a mean look. And I go, what's your problem? She's like, ask her about the snow flower. Ask her about the snow flower. And I go, really? She was like, you've been talking about the snow flower. Ask her about it. And so she's like walking back to the truck. And I go, ah, oh, excuse me. Yes? Any, uh, any snow flowers around here? Actually, as a matter of fact, there's one right over here across from you. It's kind of dried out though because the season is not the good time for the snow flowers. <laughs> but before... Last month, it was very beautiful. I took pictures of it. And so, my sister's just going fucking nuts. Like, she's, you know, ecstatic about the whole thing. Because now she gets to hear rave about the snowflowers. So, she drives off. We go searching for the snowflower. And uh, we find it. And, yeah, it is dying. You know, it's pretty dried out and shitty looking. And uh, my son feels bad. And, and he <laughs> waters the snowflower. Uh, there it is. That's, uh, that's all. That's all I got from you. Okay. My sister, it turns out she will never go camping again. <laughs> She's like, it was okay. You know, there was some fun stuff, but I'm like, you're not going back, are you? Nah, probably not. Yeah, dude. Just like the other show with Lido. The kids, man, uh, they're not having it. I think it's a dying thing. Hopefully my little gay kids, hopefully they, they keep it going and they don't quit. Hopefully. Speaking of gay kids, I realized something recently. My kids have this annoying habit of tattling on each other right now. All right? No matter what it is, they got this stupid tone they use every time they're tattling on each other. It's always, Daddy, Jacob did this thing. Daddy, Jasmine sounded That's how they sound, okay? I've realized every stupid kid in the world does the same tone. I don't think it's even a language thing. I think it breaks all barriers. Because I was, uh, the other day I was out somewhere. 
I couldn't even hear what the kid was saying. I couldn't hear the exact words. All they heard was, I was like, that kid's fucking tattling. That little bitch over there is tattling. I can tell. <laughs> I'm, I, I think I'm right. I want, I want you to uh, pay attention to this. Is it all languages? Is it the same tone? Is it a universal bitching tone? <laughs> Fill in the blanks. It could be anything. Mom, Johnny stole my softball. Okay. Dad, David changed the channel while I was watching TV. Dad, David changed the channel while I was watching TV. <laughs> it's always the same. Ugh. I don't even have to hear what they're... I'll be in the shower, dude. Daddy! Oh my God, here it comes. I'm like, go away. I don't want to hear it. Don't bug me when I'm in here. <laughs> or go tell your mother. That's my favorite one. Ugh. Think about it. Think about it. All right. <laughs> uh, I got some. I got something I want to cover real quick. It has to do with one of the greatest bands of all time. That's right. The one of the greatest rock bands. Okay. Whether you believe it or not, it's the truth. They are badass. Mostly everyone loves them. Okay, you can't deny how cool their fucking music is. You can't deny their presence on stage. And I'm talking about, of course, Led Zeppelin. Oh, boy. James, don't tell me you're going to do a medley like you did last week. Do you want me to? No, James. I don't believe you're a very good singer, so please spare us. You know what? I don't even know if I know any Led Zeppelin songs off the top of my head. Oh, that's great, James. Or do I? <laughs> Lots of people talking, few of them know the soul of a woman was created below. <laughs> oh, James, please stop. Oh, my God. You need cooling. Baby, I'm not fooling. I'm gonna take you back to schooling. Way down inside. Honey, you need... James, are you done? Got a whole lot of love. Got a whole lot of love. Got a whole lot of love. James. <gasps> Enough already. Baby, 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 I don't want to leave you. I ain't joking, woman. I got to ramble. James. Oh, my God. <gasps> Please stop. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. James, are you finished? Since I've been loving you, I'm about to lose my long load. Oh, yeah. James, I'm... James, that's enough. Been a long time since I rock and roll. <laughs> James, you sound more like the Bee Gees. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. All right, I think I'm done now. I think that's all I got. 
Oh, what time it was. Whoa, oh, oh. James, enough! There can't be any more James. There can't be. Ramble on! Now the time, the time has come to sing my song! James. Oh, God. Please. I'm done, I swear this time. Oh, God, James, I just, I just can't take it anymore. You can't take the seductiveness about it? James, stop it. Okay, just sing one more. No, I'm done. Now, because you like it, I'm not going to. See how that works? All right, let me give you an intro that Jack Black gave uh, to Zeppelin at some uh, Kennedy Honors thing. I like this. He was talking about each member of the band, and he starts, you know, he's being all dramatic and shit. They're showing uh, footage of, the, of each guy when he's talking about it. He's all, Jimmy Page stole the lightning from the heavens. And it shows him like, And then it shows uh, Robert Plant start belting. Robert Plant seduced like the devil. <laughs> John Paul Jones made poetry out of every note. And John Bonham was a man on fire. I like that shit. Cool fucking band. Let me tell you something you might not know about this band. Did you know, despite all of the badassness of this band, okay, and how much recognition they have, and how legendary they are, and all the cool music and all the panties that dropped from this band, all right, and all the fucking goes, yeah, man, Zeppelin, <laughs> right, all that shit. Did you know they were a bunch of nerds? Did you know that? Geeks and nerds. <laughs> Why, James? Should they play Dungeons and Dragons? So, uh, sort of. There are quite a bit of Led Zeppelin songs, I mean, the lyrics anyway, make reference to not only the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but also The Hobbit. Whoa, I just blew your mind. James, how could those cool guys be so nerdy? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man, the whole fantasy thing. Let's just go through a couple here. First of all, there's the song Over the Hills and Far Away. That one just seems obvious. All right, talking about the adventure of, uh, I believe it's the Hobbit, um, Bilbo, the dwarves, and Gandalf. Gandalf going over the hills and far away, in fact. <laughs> Another one is uh, Misty Mountain Hop. Uh, I watched the movies, and they do, make, they do mention the Misty Mountains quite often. I know that Peter Sun, Sun, Sun. The host and creator of the Ned Files podcast and bass extraordinaire has read the uh, books by, I don't know if it's Tolkien or Tolkien. I'm going to say Tolkien. I know he's read those a couple of times, so maybe he knows more than this idiot you hear talking. But, uh, you know, I don't know if he knows that about this band or I don't know if he cares. But <laughs> but if he does, and no, he should probably respect them a little more for their nerdiness. But I think I would hear him already saying, it's not nerdy. <laughs> yes, it is. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, so far, what do we got? Yeah, Over the Hills and Far Away. The Misty Mountain Hop. Those are the titles. Now, here, how about this one? There's a song called The Battle of Evermore. Supposedly, that one's about the, the big battle at the end uh, or, you know, in the, in the last movie, The Return of the King. And there is a line in that song, and it says... The drum will shake the castle wall, wall 
the ring wraiths ride in black. Uh-oh. Those uh, ring wraith creatures flying on the dragons. You know, come on. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? Aragorn. <laughs> the queen of light took her bow and then she turned to gold. The prince of peace embraced the doom and walked the night alone. Aragorn. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit. Uh, I'm not going to get really too much into it. If you want to geek out, if you know the stories pretty well, check out their lyrics and I'm sure you'll find a whole bunch of it. But uh, I'll leave you with this last one. This one's the most obvious. All right, you can't deny this one. It's uh, the song Ramble On. Ramble On! Yeah. <laughs> Here's the lyrics to this one. Twas in the darkest depths of Mordor, or like they say in the movie, Mordor. I met a girl so fair, but Gollum and the evil one crept up and slipped away with her. Yeah, look at that. Mordor and Gollum. And uh, I met a girl, they're referencing the ring. A lot of those Zeppelin songs, when they talk about girl, is actually the ring from Lord of the Rings. Oh my lord, your mind has just been double blown. Oh my god, James, double blown? Yeah, let's forget your uh, your extracurricular activities can stay out of this. James, what are you what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing. So look at that. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> now you know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Alright, let's do uh, one last thing before I wrap this thing up. Uh, I want to go through a list. Everybody likes lists, but this one has to do with a little somebody named Hitler. Oh boy. That's right. I thought because Independence Day is right around the corner that we should look at one of the world's most evil villains. <laughs> Hitler. All right. Number one, look at this. Hitler's name is actually not Hitler at all. His real name should be Adolf Schickelgruber. Yeah, that's not as uh, menacing sounding, huh? It is Adolf Schickelgruber. I like uh, Hitler better. Sounds more evil. <laughs> that one worked for him. All right, next one. Uh-oh. Hitler only had one testicle. Aw. No wonder why he was so angry. World War I. Hitler fought for the Germans and sustained a wound in his left thigh. Army medic Johann Jambor. Claims he discovered and injured Hitler on the battlefield and saved his life. But the testicle could not be saved. <laughs> One ball. Look at that guy. Uh, it says here, Hitler was not German. <gasps> he was not a natural German citizen. He was born in Aust Austria, but moved to Passau, Germany, with his family when he was three. He renounced his Austrian citizenship, but did not become an actual German citizen until 1932. Look at that. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it says, here's the next one. He invented the blow-up doll. Look at this guy. Hitler cultivated the blow-up doll. German troops were getting syphilis from engaging with French whores. So to counteract this, Hitler had lifelike dolls made that could pack into soldiers' packs and provide comfort when needed. <laughs> Man, how thoughtful of him. So next time you're having sex with a a vinyl blown up vagina. Is it vinyl? I don't know. 
you can thank Hitler. Think of Hitler while you're doing that. <laughs> uh, let's see, next one. Uh, oh, he had near-death experiences. Hitler almost died twice before becoming the Führer. Mein Führer! He almost drowned at the age of four, but was rescued by a priest. And then, like uh, we mentioned before, almost died in World War I from getting injured. Man, isn't that crazy how that priest saved his life at four years old? Little did he know he was saving a violent, cold-hearted son of a bitch. Oh, well. Not his fault. Or is it? Uh, uh, oh, what the hell happened here? Come on. Come on. Okay, here we go. He was a vegetarian. It is believed that he gave up eating meat after witnessing an autopsy. Oh, fucking homo. He planned to reduce German society's meat consumption consumption after the war ended. Well, that sure didn't happen because the Germans love their sausages. I like sausages too, James. Oh, are you German? I don't, I don't think so, James. But you like German in you, don't you? James, what are you implying? Uh, nothing. Nine. <laughs> Next up. Oh, apparently, Hitler, Hitler never, ever visited a concentration camp. Or he never spoke about them openly. It says here he caused, he caused the death of 11 million people, including 6 million Jews. You know, people mostly focus on the 6 million Jews. No one ever talks about all the gypsies and homos he killed. And probably the blacks, if there were any. Were there any blacks around there? Hmm, maybe not. After he uh, got a hold of them. <laughs> he never wanted to dirty himself with logistics. Well, it seems like this guy didn't want to get his hands dirty at all, huh? Uh, he was a failed artist. Hitler wanted to be an artist in his formative years, but was denied by the Academy of Fine Arts in Vienna both times he applied. This led to Hitler being homeless for a short while and selling his painted postcards around Vienna. Oh, what a poor baby. You know, keep, it, keep all these things in mind, won't you? Next up, he had a bad stomach. Hitler had horrible stomach ailments that led to him being highly gassy and having horrible breath. He took over 28 medications <laughs> to try and fight it. Jesus Christ. Hitler was an insomniac. He would work until 4 or 5 a.m. and go to sleep after having a maid check his bed first. <laughs> he would typically get up around 11 a.m. Many experts believe Hitler had Parkinson's disease, which can cause insomnia. Well, look at that. Hitler also had a sweet tooth. He loved sweets and he was known to consume... Whoa... Two pounds of chocolate a day. Well, Mr. Hitler, maybe that can explain your stomach ailments and your constant fucking farting, you dummy. Cut back on the chocolates and the 28 different medications. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Uh, Anti-smoking. Hitler did not smoke or drink alcohol. Well, I'm surprised. He tried making efforts to stop smoking altogether in German society. He would award those close to him with a gold watch if they were able to break the habit. Wow. This guy was a trailblazer. He was one of the first to try to ban the smoking campaign. But look at this. 
he wasn't so good after all. Well, for many reasons, but when it comes to he uh, was against smoking and drinking. Look, he took cocaine <laughs> twice a day. His doctor prescribed him cocaine as a medicine for his sinus and throat. He would take it by inhaler twice a day. He also used cocaine eye drops. No wonder this guy was so screwed up. Eva Braun, his uh, girlfriend, tried to commit suicide twice before finally taking her life beside Hitler after marrying him. She was not remorseful of the monster she was involved with, but attempted it twice to get more attention from him. Look at me. Pay attention to me. What do I got to do to get you to pay attention to me? Do I, do I got to slit my wrists? Is that what I got to do? Wait a minute. Does this mean he really was gay? There's rumors about that. Maybe so. Maybe this chick, what is it called? Like a beard? The fake girlfriends to uh, make it appear that you're straight? Maybe he really was gay. And never wanted to touch her. And so she was resulting in hurting herself to get this dickhead to, uh, to notice her. Wow. I think we just broke some ground, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Moving all along, I think this is the last one I got. Well, on this list. Hitler was named Time Magazine's Man of the Year, 1938. He was awarded this distinction for the rise of the Nazi regime in such a swift and powerful manner. Uh, yeah, anyway. Hold on, I got a couple more on this other list over here that I thought were interesting and informative. <laughs> Hitler's first love was a Jewish girl. Lacking the courage, he never spoke to her. Lame. <laughs> uh, let's see anything else. Yeah, I covered all these. Covered all these. Yep. Hitler bombed his nephew's house in Liverpool. So the nephew joined the U.S. Navy to fight against him. What a fucking cool guy. Uh, <laughs> Hitler had a portrait of Henry Ford behind his desk, regarding him as an inspiration. Look at that. Henry Ford. I like how you make things very quickly. I think I will kill people the same way. I will kill people using your famous mass production methods. Henry Ford's like, listen, asshole. Mass production, not mass killings. All right? <laughs> Buy a Ford. <laughs> Stay away from Volkswagen and Mercedes. Anyway, uh, Hitler was a vegetarian. I already mentioned that. This one says he was cre created laws against animal cruelty. How ironic fucking guy don't kill don't hurt the animals but kill the jews and the gypsies and the homosexuals uh let's see anything else mm. oh here's one there was a jewish austrian doctor who didn't charge hitler's family due to their economic hardship hitler had him protected and called him noble jew wow what a good guy <laughs> And uh, last one, as a child, Hitler wanted to be a priest. Wow. All those fun facts. Let's, uh, let's, let's review. The dude was angry. He liked a Jewish girl, but was too much of a bitch to talk to her. Um, so maybe he felt, uh, maybe he felt like he'd be turned down. Maybe he resented the Jews in that way. And the, the Jewish doctor, he didn't charge his family. So maybe he's like, the noble Jew. Maybe that was ironic, you know? Maybe he was just being uh, sarcastic with the noble Jew thing. Oh, noble Jew. Maybe he hated that guy 
because he's like, oh, he takes pity on my family. He thinks he's better than us. I'll show him. I'll kill everybody. <laughs> Add that with his anger of his failed artistry, right? He feels like he's no good. You know, it doesn't feel good enough. His art is, is shit. So now he's angry. Add to that his constant farting, all right, and his bad breath. That's just torture in itself. Taking all that medication. Dude, if you ask me, and he wanted to be a priest, so right away that makes you think he must be a little crazy. <laughs> right off the bat, right at four years old. <laughs> all those things, if you really think about it, make a whole lot of sense as to why he became who he was. That's all I'm going to say. But he was very inventive, goddammit. He came up with the Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, apparently, <laughs> sex toys, sex dolls, blow-up dolls, and uh, yeah, the assembly line of death. Very inventive, this guy. All right. <laughs> let's move along. Let's, let's, let's close this thing out, shall we? All right. I think it's been long enough. Uh, let's start that with... I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's... I fancy that. Fancy. All right. Fancy times, everybody. This fancy this week is kind of going to be a little bit lame. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Um, I only got one this week. And it's going to be, I fancy Game of Thrones. I know I've raved about this show many times before, but it gets deeper than that. I'm not upset that it's over. Yet, it's like the whole uh, Day of the Dead. Dia de los Muertos. It's not you're sad about the family member or friend being dead. It's that you celebrate their life. In the same way, I'm not sad the show is over for the season. I'm happy that I experienced the show while it was on. And I'm looking forward to watching it next time it airs. So I'm like thinking about it with a, with a nice special joy in my heart. But not only that, okay? Not only am I fancying Game of Thrones for that reason, but also because it's so fucking well done, all right? So well done. Such great acting. Cool storylines. All right. I love that whole time, that era. It's beautiful. I love it. And uh, not only that, I love the joking material it gives me with my friends. <laughs> For example, Manfest was riddled with many Valerian Steel references. All right. If you watch the show, you know how often they reference Valyrian steel, all right? They make a big deal out of it any chance they get. It's like anytime a sword is shown, oh my God, is that Valyrian steel? <laughs> you know, anytime a cool sword is shown, is like made, there's an emphasis on the sword, like whooshing, Valyrian steel. <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's, it's, it happens a lot. All right, there's going to be a battle. Whooshing, that Valyrian steel can't save you. <laughs> ah, I see you have Valyrian steel. Where did you get that Valyrian steel? They say it all the time and I love it. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Another thing about the show. Have you noticed? You know, I, my, I just might be Captain Obvious here. I like to think I'm, I'm smart at times. I'm smart. I know a thing about a thing or two. You ever notice that the main characters in Game of Thrones... Spoiler alert, somewhat. Uh, the ones they really focus on are the like the underdogs or the ones with physical impairments. 
Okay? Those are the ones they focus on. The dwarf guy, you know? You'd never think he has a shot at this time. Like, ah, pff, he's a midget. What's he going to do? But look, he's the—he's one of the main, like probably the main character. Look, who else? The bastard, Jon Snow. No one gave him a shot from the beginning. Oh, you're just a bastard. He's just a bastard. And look at him now. All right? He's one of the dudes. The kid that's uh, crippled. They're focusing on him, although slowly. But hey, he's one of the main the the young uh the young what's her name god damn it stark the young one she's be uh, she's with the hound she's becoming stronger she's becoming a badass you you didn't see coming you know i like it what about the dude they haven't killed him off he's surviving the guy with no dick or balls <laughs> the bald guy yeah think about it all the cunty assholes get taken out all the ones that you like you would you wouldn't suspect to be around, they're surviving. Element of surprise. So the show focuses on cripples, women, and uh underdogs. I like it. So uh dude, if you don't watch the goddamn show, how many times you gotta hear people talking about it? Okay? Or are you being hipster? <laughs> are you being the opposite of hipster where everyone talks about it so there's no way you're even going to give it a chance okay i think that's what's happening here you know what? just get on it get on that but most importantly the best show of all time breaking bad come on so uh just to close that out great tv shows dude you know what they take these tv shows and they treat them like the production value is like they're, they're making movies like every week is a movie you're watching it's crazy i think i heard every every episode of game of thrones costs like five million dollars to make Something ridiculous. Oh, man. It's well worth it. I fucking love those shows. Anyway, Game of Thrones. And, uh, you know, piggyback on that. Breaking Bad. You heard enough about that show. Just get on the fucking shows already. All right, find a way to watch them. Game of Thrones might be a little slow at first, but just give it a chance and you'll dig it. So, those things. All that stuff I just said. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you! Ooh, yeah. All right, let's get into this week's fuckery. This one's going to be a little off the wall. But, uh, you know, I, might, I think I might have to attack America a little bit. Oh, my God, James. Not with Independence Day right around the corner. Sorry. I have to, uh, you know, I have to attack you and then build you back up again you know and you know america is not above the rules it has to be brought down to be built back up once in a while okay fuck you to american society in the sense where our work has to be 40 hours a week eight hours a day what is this All right you hear about the other countries in the world where there's six hour work days oh that sounds nice to me that sounds great how about we just go to work don't even have to take a lunch, okay? Don't take an extra half hour wasting your time. <laughs> By the way, they should pay you for lunch. I know some jobs do, but every job should pay you for lunch. That's bullshit. It's eight and a half hours. Ugh. It's bad enough you got to be there for eight hours. Dude, you know what? My day, I wake up two hours early because of my stupid goddamn stomach. I got to make sure I shit so I'm good all day. That's my stupid method I have. 
That's my schedule my stomach is on. I got to wake up, eat, takes a little while to process, then boop, I drop it out. Then, you know, I make my, I go about my business and, I, and then I got to shit again when I come home. So that's the way it works. That's what I got to do. So if you think about it, I'm up at four in the morning to start work at 630 because of the half hour commute time. And then I get home about 330. That's nearly 12 hours by the time I come home, take a shit, shower. That's 12 hours of my day. There's not much left, dude. I'm pretty fucking out of it. This job is taking my life, sucking my life away. Just not fair, goddammit. And some people have it worse than that. Some people have two-hour commutes. Oh, I can't imagine that shit. Two hours, one way. I used to be like that. I used to work in L.A. And hitting, hitting that... Uh, Gridlock bullshit. Ugh, it's horrible. So I know how that goes. I'm just saying. Let's cut it back a bit, all right? <laughs> let's get a little more lazier. I think we deserve that. It's n- it, it goes even deeper than that. Let's get, uh, let's get a little uh, conspiracy theorist here. <laughs> I don't think the, our, this whole life is very natural, if you think about it. I think we're wild animals. All right, just go with me on this one. It's a little out there. <laughs> We're all wild animals. We're not intended to be locked in a goddamn box, a cubicle, typing away at a computer for eight hours a day. It's not normal. Okay? Why do you think everyone's so fucked up? It's not because we're all damaged. Well, we all are, but I think it's because we, we, are, we are forced to live this life that is just not normal. Every aspect of it is not real. Okay, it shouldn't be this easy to go to the store and get food. We're supposed to go out and hunt it, all right, or gather it, whatever category you fall into. We're not supposed to just walk to the store and grab it. Okay, we're not supposed to go sit in a box for eight hours making someone else rich. It's not normal. It's unfulfilling. When you go out in the, you know, in, the, in them old days, we were cavemen, whatever we were, hunter-gatherers. We'd go out there, we'd hunt our own food, you know, we'd feel, we, we would feel that accomplishment. We'd bring the food home. You'd feel great knowing that, you know, you, you did your part. The little tribe you live in is being fed. Another thing, we should, we should be living in small groups, not these millions of fucking people around. It's not normal. On top of that, we, should, we probably shouldn't even be with one woman for our whole lives. I mean, come on. It just doesn't seem natural either. I mean, granted, I am married and I plan to stay that way forever. But you can't deny that we have these feelings. You know, we we see women walking the streets. There's always that temptation all the time. Why? Look at animals in the animal kingdom, right? They just go fuck everything around. It's like, yeah, I like you. Uh. <laughs> right? I don't know. I mean, does this all make sense? And I also think, uh, go with me on this one. I know, I know, I know. This is the way my, my twisted brain works when I'm, when I'm out uh, at work or something. I just have all this time to think. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm figuring stuff out. This is how it goes. But, you know, it just could be for, yeah, it's just for shits and giggles, okay? Give me a break. Just entertain it for a bit. What about this? Let's go even further with it. Let's take everything I said. Let's say, let's say that's right. None of this life is, is normal. Okay. And uh, in these laws we got set up. Oh, sorry. I got a sidestep. The laws. Okay. It's so frustrating. You get in this car, your natural reaction is going to be that you want to just go as fast as you can and just feel the freedom, right? But someone's like, ah, 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 
you can't go higher than 25 miles per hour or else you got to pay me. It's like, dude, fuck you. It goes right back to, you know, America leaving the British. We don't want no goddamn rules. Your rules anyway. We want freedom. <laughs> We're being oppressed once again. Uh, anyway, none of it's natural. None of it's real, normal. So what about this? What if everyone with their habits they have is just a way to cope with these feelings of this unnatural state of living? Okay? What if people are, dr- are, are drug addicts or are alcoholics because that's the way to cope with their unhappiness, with not feeling normal? What if people take yoga, meditation, hey, religion, what if all that shit is just some way to distract yourself? Talk yourself into, all right, that makes sense now. <laughs> what if it's all just a way to cope? I love that Louis C.K. bit where uh, he says that he, <laughs> God comes down and he goes, hey, wh- what are you doing? Uh, well, I got to go to work. What do you mean work? Yeah, I got I to gotta go to work to make some money. Money? Why? Because I gotta, you know, I gotta buy stuff. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta buy food. What do you mean buy food? Look around. I put food all around. Just walk around and pick it up and eat it. I put everything on this planet for you. You have everything you need. What are you doing? <laughs> it goes on and on, but that's a great point. I don't know. The whole thing is just, uh, uh it's a big clusterfuck. Uh, and and I think uh, I talked to someone else about this uh, at one point. And I think if we were to try to go back to the old way, it would just wind up being the same way again. Some asshole would be like, hey, I caught a bigger fucking wildebeest. How come he's eating? You know, how come he's getting the same as me? It would just be that whole thing. But, you know, I, I, we're doomed. We're all doomed. Anyway, dude, I'm sorry. That was a whole tangent. My, my fuck you goes to <laughs> American life of this eight hour a day bullshit. I don't like that. I think the six hours sounds pretty good to me. That sounds fine. Cut off two hours and let's, let's be on our way. All right? So what I got to say to this eight-hour workday, some people even have it more than that, plus the overtime, all that bullshit. Six hours, cut it down, you're gone. Go home. So, <laughs> so the alternative, you mean real life, I want to say, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Wow. That was, uh, <laughs> that was something. I'm sorry if I got too far off there, okay? Or or maybe I'm on the right track, and maybe you're like, wow, dude, you're right, brother. You are right. Where can I sign up for the Church of Danger? Well, you already did because you're listening. This is the Church of Danger. All right, that's it from me. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Independence Day, champs. 4th of July. It's Independence Day. Anyway, because of the patriotic holiday, I'd like to take this show out with a patriotic song. That's right. Something to celebrate America. Oh my God, James. Can I pick the song? No, you may not. Because I already know what you're going to pick. Something fruity. James, what are you implying? Nothing. But what would you pick? I would pick the obvious choice, James. I'm proud to be an American. Because I... Means I'm free. I just uh, You don't even know the words, dude. I, I know the proud to be an American part, James. That's what that's what the most important part is. Alright. Yeah, I'm not gonna play that. That's cliche. That's boring. Okay? 
I'm gonna play something for the youngsters. A song that really sums it all up, okay? It sums it all up for this generation and generations to come, goddammit. <laughs> so here's to you, America. And here's to all of you out there, all you Americans. Have a good time. Be safe. Enjoy your barbecues. Enjoy your friends and your family. And all your, like John Adams said, your illuminations in the sky from coast to coast. And as always, stay dangerous, my friends. Later. from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps fate that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom not from tyranny oppression or persecution but from annihilation we're fighting for our right to live to exist
And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Thank <laughs> you.